0: Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards.
1: Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the right of me this week to the There's right. Deacon Jeff Drzymski. I love being on the right. <laughs> I love you being on the right, too. Here I am. Victor's in Disney World or something. I don't even know how he wound up he's there. He's actually
0: getting his nails done. I,
1: I, something. He didn't win a championship, so I don't know how he got a trip to Disney World. <laughs> he just went, I guess. But I'm glad he's there with his family. having yeah, a good Yeah, he is. Sure. He's, he's being the role model. He's living what we talk about on this show. That's right. I do love, I hate when he's gone, but I love when he's gone sometimes because it gives me the opportunity to have you on and to spend some time with you and share your wealth of knowledge and, and everything you have to contribute here as well.
0: I love being your other wife. You know, it's so nice of you.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you. It's just, you know, as long as you're getting the laundry done. (laughs) But anyway, you know, Jeff, it's great to have you here, and we're going to be talking about some cool stuff here in a minute. But first, I want to say thank you to uh, Covenant Eyes again. They've been sponsoring us, as you know, now for the last couple months, uh, through the narrow road and on the podcast as well. Guys, if you're struggling with pornography or anything like that, just... Images, you're struggling with social media, any of those things out there, Covenant Eyes can help you with that. You know, there's so many different pieces you have to have in place when you're dealing with lust, when you're dealing with an addiction to pornography. But one of those, you have to be able to cut off the source. You have to not be able to look. At the things you've been looking at so covenant eyes helps you with that but not only you it helps protect your family your your kids anybody else in your house from being able to see things that you don't want them to see and as you know d jeff that stuff's everywhere now i mean you can click one wrong thing and have a pop-up that takes you can click the right thing you can, right right thing. You can google
0: right. toaster <laughs> that's right <laughs> and you're gonna see naked pictures that's right <laughs> notice i said naked yeah, no, that's, yes, you got
1: the country version in there. that's exactly right well uh
0: <laughs> and it's terrible and you know what covenant eyes is such an awesome awesome Group to what they do and now they're doing it and that like goes right to the heart of where so many of the problems that are men are, Men are experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. It goes right to the heart of where that problem is
1: Yeah, and, and what I mean it just it really gives you that protection and that that safeguard to know that That you're there when you know when you're sitting here struggling with this stuff That you've got an accountability partner too. That's what I love about their software too. Is it's not just about blocking the screen, it's about letting someone else know when you're struggling, which can often be hard for us to do. That's like discipleship. You know, we
0: forget about how important discipleship is, mentoring, walking with somebody, accompanying somebody, and that's a real accountability piece of that is just right keyed into the, yep, we need the, way, the model like, of the gospel.
1: Yeah. And just like any other addiction, you know, you, you've got to have that partner to walk with you through yeah. it. So you need one for this too. So you can do all of that through Covenant Eyes. They'll give you a 30 day th- uh, free trial if you go to start.covenanteyes.com slash pew. As they say, don't let sexual sin hold back your growth. With screen accountability from Covenant Eyes, we'll help you live a porn free life of integrity and enjoy deep, meaningful relationships with God, your family and friends. So guys, go check that out. And thank you again to Covenant Eyes for for sponsoring us in the Narrow Road and the show. Uh, Deacon Jeff, got some other cool news that I wanted to announce today too. So, you know, we're always looking to provide the best service, best benefit to the people that are supporting us. Uh, If you've been listening to the show for a while now, you know we've been using Patreon as a method of of uh, people being able to get extra content, uh, being a part of the Narrow Road, uh, to get you know merchandise, all those things, and it's been great. But we really want a more inclusive experience for anybody that chooses to be a part of what we're doing and so what we've decided to do is move away from patreon and move over into a site that we've created within our own website really to build this community this aspect of community that we really think that men are looking for out there Mm. So instead of just having to go to another website and learn that and go through all the steps of that, now everything's going to be moved over to the Just on the Pew website. And it's not going to be a bunch of different levels and choose this or choose that. It's, it's not the value menu at McDonald's where you have 8,000 choices, <laughs> right? Now it's going to be, do you want to be a part of the community? You get everything, right? It's $25 a month. And then you're going to get the narrow road shipped to your front door every day or every month at the first of the month. You're going to get all the videos that accompany that. You're going to get, all the extra deeper dives on the podcast I do every week to follow up from what we've talked about on the show. Then also all the extra interviews, access to any of the uh, courses that we put out. So all of that's in one place. So instead of having to go to a different website, figure things out, you know, put your credit card in something different, now it's all on the same website. It's all there. And when you just go to one place to log in and it's all at your fingertips. And it really is that community right there of brothers where you can comment and all of that stuff in there with everything that's going on. So that move is taking place. Uh, for those of you that are already signed up on Patreon, you've, you've received an email by now that's, that's helping you walk over from Patreon to um, this new community. It's just a guy in the Pew community is what we're calling it. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about everything to be there. And if you are a guy that wants merchandise, some of the stuff in the past, you know, some guys didn't have the, the money to get that shirt or that thing, whatever it was. Now we have a Just a Guy on the Pew store as well, which you can find on the website. You can go there and you can pick whatever you want and just pay whatever the cost of it is instead of having to say, well, i got to give $100 a month to get a shirt. No, if you want the shirt, you go and buy it. So all of that's there at your fingertips now. You can find it at pew.com. Every bit of that goes to support the ministry, to help us in what we're doing, and to grow and to help people continue to find a relationship, man, with that Jesus sounds Christ. awesome.
0: You guys are growing and doing some really cool stuff. That's, um, but thank you for calling to just the guy in the Pew community yeah. and not like uh, the Pew community yeah, <laughs> or or the compunity yeah. or something like that. Don't nothing yeah. stupid. Yeah, well, guys hate stupid stuff like that. I <laughs> know,
1: uh, but if it usually uh, stupid is is my uh, my mode of <laughs> operandus or whatever. But, but uh, I was smart enough to stay away from that Good. one. But but guys, yeah, please go check that out and sign up. We love your support. If you want to donate, you can do. That separately at donorbox.org/pew and still be uh, still be able to give to the ministry and support what we're doing. So anyway, Dean Jeff, I was really thinking about what we were talking about today, what we're going to talk about today. And as I was pondering all this, I had a guy come up to me and just randomly say, "Hey, John, I've been hearing about the narrow road and all this you're was doing." Was he dressed in, in white?
0: Like in the Bible, they're always dressed in white. No, no, two men dressed in white approached the apostles and no, said,
1: "No, no, wasn't that glorious? <laughs> this, guy, this guy
0: wasn't an angel. <laughs> yeah, this no, he didn't seem like
1: it. <laughs> but no, he walked up and he just asked me about it. And he said, what's going on with with all this? And what is it for? You know what what is the reason behind the narrow road? Like
0: why did you do the narrow road? Right,
1: right. So basically, what I told him was, well, you know, obviously it's to help guys to grow in their relationship with Christ. It's to help them grow in their prayer life. It's God's reading the scriptures every day, the gospel every day, to build a, a, a conversation with God, and then also to live virtue in your life. And he's like, okay, but why? Like, what's the point of all this? And it just hit me to say, to live a joyful life. Like, that's the point of all of this, right. is to grow in our relationship with Christ, that we find that joy that he That he said he came to give us if you remember he said i came so that your joy may be complete or my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete that's right
0: jesus those are his words he wants us to be filled with his joy we want to be complete right filled with his joy
1: yeah so i mean when he said that he's like so all of this will help me find joy and he said well you know explain that to me show me how and so i hadn't really thought about this when we put together the narrow road we just kind of randomly picked virtues you know like the first one was charity because every saint you read about. Says charity is the root of all virtue. You know, it's where all virtue starts. So that one was picked. But as I started to think to tell this guy the reasoning behind all of this, which I wasn't prepared to do at the time, <laughs> you know, I started to realize that it mirrored like my journey in my life, and it was kind of just crazy to see it. But if you, you know, if you if you've been keeping up with the narrow road, you know, the first month we had charity, the second month we had humility, the third month we had gratitude, and this month, the fourth month, we're doing generosity. So I started to look at that, and I'm like, charity. I experienced charity in my life. As everyone knows, I made mistakes. I had a drug addiction, all those things, and almost lost everything. But God stuck with me. God loved me through that, and my wife loved me through it. So I experienced charity in that way. Then the next thing that happened in my life is once that I experienced that charity, in that jail cell, I was humbled, right? I was humbled by what had gone on in my life and the fact that I had hit rock bottom and that I needed God in my life. You know, once I started to experience that humility, I realized I'm not the God of my life anymore. I, I'm not in control of anything. I failed miserably in my life because I've been trying to control it all instead of giving it to, to God. I'm nothing without Him. So after I received that, then I started to, to receive gratitude in my life, right? I started to go, wow, God is, I've humbled myself to know that I need God, and now I'm starting to open my eyes and see everything around me as a gift everything, all the things I took for granted, all the things that I was so quick to, to almost throw away in my life, I'm now grateful for. So that's when joy started to come in my life, when I started to be grateful and realize all the gifts that God had placed in my life. But there's another step, and that's the one that we're talking about this month in The Narrow Road. And it's often a step that, that most people don't get to. A lot of people, we stop after grateful. It's like, well, I'm getting all this cool stuff. and Thank you, God. This is amazing. Mm. But there's another call to a, a, a virtue to follow that up, and that's generosity. Deacon Jeff, when I started to really feel joy in my life is when I started to realize the gifts God had given me and my talents and the things like that through the Holy Spirit that he's given me, but my, my children, my wife, my circumstances in life, everything, and it, elicited, it it called out of me a response to be generous, to give back, right? To give the gifts, to, to receive, but then to give it to others. And that's where joy really started to pick up in my life. So I answered this guy by saying, Look, I don't know what the next virtue is gonna be next month. I gotta pray about that. But right now, where this is leading to is all these things are leading in a path to give you joy in your life to get out of yourself and to live for others.
0: So people need to see that process too. That that that's a it's a I mean, I, I think you perceive that now mm-hmm. as you're looking back and going like, man, look at the order of these things and how that worked out. And you realize how powerful that that happens in our life all the time. Yeah. I mean, and if you look at like other analogies and things, you know, you can take like some flour and you can take some water or some milk and you can take some sugar and you can take some butter, you know, and, and when you take them in a certain order and you do certain things with them, at the end of the day, I mean, that's how you get the cake. Yeah. Right. That's how the cookies or whatever it is you're baking sure. comes out. And you can't just, the recipe never says, just dump it all in there. Right yeah. there's kind of an order something folds into something else something's mixed gently into this and then you add this much of this and and you start to realize that that life is a process in that way mm. so that joy be, being joyful is essentially a process so that joy that you're feeling was was a process to get there right right it didn't just like Lord just make me joyful <laughs> it's like stick with me I got a program I got a plan that we're working through sure. here we're gonna start with the charity right yeah and we're gonna make you a little humble. Right mm-hmm. then, you're going to be grateful. All you're going to start to see these steps unfold in your life, and and I think far too often we're like wanting to jump to the oh yeah joy yeah. and then and then I think that's one of the reasons why people don't stop and think about like well what do I do with this joy because joy is not inward joy is something that radiates out. Outward, yeah. I always picture like the transfiguration and like light shooting out of Jesus's fingertips. <laughs> I mean, like his divinity yeah. can't stay in him. It just radiates out, yeah. And so, when you experience joy, if it's divine joy, if it's holy, if it's sacred, if it came from God, then it's going to radiate out, yeah. Like love, it's going to radiate outward, right? It's got to do something, and that's the generosity.
1: You're exactly right, and that, that's that's something that I think, like you said, a lot of times if we keep that in, then then we're really robbing uh, the world of, of a lot of gifts and a lot of things that we could be doing to help through Christ and what He's given us. You know, a lot of times when we think about being generous, it's like, well, I'll give the guy on the the corner 10 bucks or five bucks or a dollar, or I'm going to stroke a check to the parish because Father needs something and it'll get him off my back. Now,
0: you're not telling people not to stroke a check to the parish. That's right. (laughs) Father Gallagher might be a little upset with you.
1: (laughs) But those are all things that are needed. But generosity is more than that. You know, a lot of times we we just look at generosity in terms of money. You know, we, we, we skip the time and the talent and go straight to the treasure. Because obviously, you know, honestly, a lot of times it's easier for us. Right, it's just hey, I can do this, and then I yeah. helped. I feel good about it. I've done biblically what I'm supposed to do, but there's more than that. And you know, we live in a world today where where it's just it's a tough place to live. People are not charitable in their words and their actions. But we have an opportunity as Christians and as Catholics who have experienced the joy and the gifts of Christ to go out and to live generosity through our words, through our time, these other things, instead of just regular you know reg- relegating relegating it to. Um, to just money or gifts of, of treasure. You know, I think oftentimes, you know, a lot of times our words, like we, we sit there and we talk about in the narrow road, like how am I going to be generous with my wife? You know, what am I going to do there? And a lot of guys are like, well, I'm going to get flowers. I'm going to do that. And those are all great things. But a lot of times, are we generous with our words, right? So many times we think things, like I'm so appreciative of my wife for the things she does. Or, man, I don't know how I would get through this life without my wife. But we never verbalize those things, right? So there's there's an opportunity in our lives with our neighbors, with our wife, with our kids to always share what we're truly feeling about somebody. You know, to to be kind in our words. You know, we know is inside ourselves that we're being honest. That we want those words from others, right? We want to hear when we're doing a good job. We want to hear that we're loved. We want to hear that what we're doing matters. But oftentimes we don't want to give that the way that we should, and that is such an easy way to be generous to others, is to simply share the way you think and feel,
0: and to be able to bless them with that gift of knowing that they're loved. Man, I tell you what, and words are so powerful, and we we underestimate, and we don't stop and think in terms of like expressing our joy and then ultimately our generosity Mm -hmm. in words. We don't often think about that, because we, like you said, we think it, All right, and it's like, oh, you know, my wife doesn't need me to say I love you, it's like, trust me, she does. Yeah. And you know what I need to hear it. Those are words that were meant to come from your heart You know and through whatever little neurons and synapses and whatever happened in your brain, you know trigger certain muscle Things and whatever and make Mine's this a bunch of backfires. This, yeah, exactly But all this stuff that goes and air going across your larynx you right which shoots out into sound waves And I mean this is a physical thing, right? And so these words actually have physical qualities to them and so to hear the words i love you i mean that's like that is like relationship changing and so for you guys out there that think that it's like well i said i love you to my wife when i think it was like in the summer of 84 you know and it's like you start when she
1: had that white dress on and and don't don't ever yeah exactly
0: (laughs) don't ever say that she doesn't need to hear it yeah she does. She and she deserves to hear it. Right. And not only that, not only I love you, but you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're a you're a great mother. Yeah. Right. You're a you're a beautiful woman. You're wonderful. Those are the those things are like life changing for people to hear. And it's not you're not just putting platitudes. They're words that actually mean things. And so when that little sound wave that comes out of your mouth hits the, her eardrums and whatever right. it goes in there and it, it physically affects her. Right. And that's like, we are incarnational. We're, we, we, we are spirit and we're flesh. And so our, our spirit needs to be nurtured and so does our flesh. So these words are things that are way more physical than people realize that they are. Right,
1: and a, and a lot of people say, well, I, you know, I can't be generous because I don't have means, I don't have this. I want to be generous, but as, oh my gosh, as we talking, words don't cost you
0: anything, right?
1: <laughs> It's free, you know. And I'll paint it this way for guys too. You know, there's been several times where I've been just you know head down and work. Now that I'm working from home, and the kids will walk in, and my daughter will be like, "Daddy, I drew this for you," you know, and it'll be some picture of like me with some one eye and three ears or whatever. But it's something she took time so to, saying saying a to say. I love you.
0: Accurate representation. <laughs> right.
1: That's right. So you know, it, it, it she'll bring it to me, and I'm like, "That's great, honey. Thanks." You know, and all she's looking for is like, "But daddy, don't you see? I, I did this for you." Like, I and we're, we can be so dismissive with our words instead of saying like, "Honey, that is that is the greatest thing I've ever seen." Like, you were so kind. You were so sweet. You were so because our children are hearing from everywhere else in the world that you know you're not you're not whole. You're not right. You're not good. You're not this. You should be this way. Uh, You know all this stuff that they're hearing in the world is trash, and it's our responsibility as fathers and as husbands to be Mm -hmm. that voice into our children
0: and into our wives. It's the place that God intended for them to hear that, right, in the family, right. And it's just
1: it's such a beautiful way to look at generosity differently. You know, another way that uh, that I think that we overlook a lot is time too. You know, we all live in this world where our schedules are all on an iPhone. And you're running from one meeting to the next and something's beeping at you and alerting you 30 minutes before the next thing. And a lot of times your your relationships with your neighbors, with your children, with your wife all go by the wayside because you're always on that merry-go-round or that escalator to the next thing. And, you know, I remember, you know, I was telling you this before the show that my father, I love my father very much. He worked hard to give us everything that he never had growing up. Um, you know, my dad would come to our basketball games, things like that, but go right back to work. He was always working. He had two jobs. He was either coming home and working in his basement office for another company or he was working at Napa uh, and coming home late. It sounds like it a was. good, honest, hardworking man. He was. He was. But, you know, and he would he would give us what we wanted. You know, we, we weren't spoiled, but he would try to shower us with gifts and things that he didn't have. And, and uh, you know, he, we always had food on the table, always had right. nice clothes, all of that stuff. Went to a nice school. But, you know, I can remember him teaching me to play basketball. And I loved it because he loved it. He was my hero and I wanted to be good and I wanted to impress him. And I can remember him teaching me to play. But there's very few times I remember him actually playing with me again. You know, like he kinda came out there, he did what he was supposed to do as a father. He taught me to dribble, he taught me to shoot, he taught me how to pass. But then there were so many days when I was out there in the backyard and he was cutting the yard or he was planting flowers or he was mulching or trying to catch up with something that he didn't have a lot of time to do otherwise. And all I wanted was for him to come out there and play with me. You know, I I wouldn't. I didn't care about the next McDonald's treat or the next, you know, T-shirt or the next toy or any of that stuff. What I wanted was his time. You know, and a lot of times we overlook that uh, of that gift that we can give somebody. That so many people around us may look up to us. They may just really want to be around us. Our children, our wives, our friends. And and we have that gift that we can give them to be generous with our time, uh, you know. John Paul II was really good about that. When he saw somebody made eye contact with them, he stopped, and much to the you know to the, the hatred of the people that worked for him because that usually meant they were going to be an hour late somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he always stopped and he saw the the dignity and the value of that person, and gave them
0: his time. He was generous of that. I am by no means the perfect dad. I'll be the sure. first one to admit that. But I, as you're thinking, and you're talking about your dad and, mm-hmm. and the experience that you had, uh, and I know there, you, had, you had a lot of great experiences too sure, with yeah. your dad, but um, I, I think back, on my, I, I, I have six sons, uh, and I made a point, uh, all of them were, so six boys and six Eagle Scouts, all of them went through the Boy Scouts. Unfortunately, the Boy Scouts has kinda gone a little, yeah, sideways, little, little yeah. sideways, but, but uh, we, we went through, uh, all of them Eagle Scouts, and what I sorta of kinda pledged to them, they didn't realize this, and I didn't say it to them at the time, but I went to summer camp, Scout camp, I went all seven days, mm-hmm. uh, with rare exception, all seven days for each one of those kids. Every stinking year, for 17 years, I went to uh, Kai Kima. Uh, scout reservation in Hardy Arkansas like 180 degrees <laughs> and it was loaded with ticks and whatever and yeah. I and I and there were other dads and I, I wasn't judgmental but there were other dads that would like they would show up like on that first day and they would show up maybe on the last day to pick them up or whatever mm-hmm. but in between they were kinda on their own and I just kinda made a point of it and it, once I got to do it now I'm glad summer camps over sure you know it's a lot of <laughs> summer camp but the thing is I think each one of those kids realize what a, um, a gift that was to them. Now, again, this is not about accolades. I'm just trying to give guys sure. ideas, concrete ways in which you can say like, you know what, I, I'm busy or I'm doing this, I'm doing this, but I, I'm going to have to carve, this I'm going to take a week of vacation and I'm going to mm-hmm. give it to my son in this yeah. way. I think it pays off the spades. I think that's stuff that the kids don't at the time realize but later realize. They learn a lot from that. Your devotion to them, Mm -hmm. your willingness to be generous with your time with them, it's life-changing, it's life-altering.
1: And to truly be present while you're doing it. It's easy to go sit in a room and turn on the TV and say, let's watch a movie together, kids, and then be in your iPhone. Right. But what we're talking about here is literally taking the time to go and sit with your children, to go sit with friends, to go take your wife on a date any of those things to be generous with your time. When you have all the other things to do, all the work projects, all these things that are piling up, there will be time for those things. But you look around and one day your kids are going to be grown. Right? They're going to be going. they are going to be looking back. I know. Back They're gonna going to be like, I wish
0: I had. Maybe I should have. You don't want to have that conversation with yourself right. 20 years from now. You want to start now by going, like, let me be generous. We, you know this iPhone thing? Yeah. It's, my kids know it's a pet peeve of mine. For us, if I'm going out to eat with them, if we're going to Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever today, we went to a place called Wally Hatchets with the family. <laughs> I've heard sat of down, that, yeah. And they know, uh, as soon as we got there, it's like, put them away yeah I, I am not buying lunch so that you can look at a phone we and they know that and yeah, so th- sure. so we did a new game today uh, that my uh, one of my sons taught me It's like you take all the phones you stack them in the center of the table and you turn them upside down you stack them all mm-hmm. and the first person that picks up their phone has to buy. the table (laughs) you pay for the whole table that's a way to quit that real quick (laughs) so nobody wanted to pick up their phone you could see them want to did you have another phone calling them as you so you didn't have to pay oh man that's thank you you're (laughs) thinking like me now it's a good idea next time it just it just teaches us like we can get we become slaves to those phones
1: yeah we do we do and it's you know that's the thing is we have to get to the point in our life where others are more important than we are yeah you know, we're, that's we're, generosity, it is generosity where you say, you know what? I've got things to do. There are things that are, they're always going to be there to do. But yeah. when we can put our, ourselves in the frame of mind to realize that I'm loved by God, that I've been humbled in some way in my life, one way or another, to understand that, to be grateful for the gifts that he's given me and then to give and to receive, right? That's the thing. It is better to give than to receive, right? That's what we've heard a million times in our life. And it's true. I mean, I've got a quote here from Pope Francis. It says, Lord, help us to live the virtue of generosity to love without limits. Mm. And that's really what we're talking about here, is to love without limits, to sit there and to look at things. Don't put generosity or any other virtue in a box and just say, well, it's only you're, able, you're only able to do it this way. right? right? I'm only able to, to live out generosity by giving the check or by giving the $3 on the corner. Now, there's so many other ways to live these virtues in your life, yeah. and the more you go into it, and I'm not talking about surface level, I'm talking about diving into these things and really looking, and that's the point of The Narrow Road, is to get in this, and every week, every day of every week, you're looking at those four main relationships of your life and saying, how do I really live this? And one thing that it's done for me, one thing it's done for a lot of the men that are sharing, has been it has opened my eyes to the different ways that I can live this virtue in my life. It's not just this this sort of horse-blinder way that I've always looked right. at it. Or the one quote that everybody quotes about that virtue, and that's the way you kind of do it. Right there, There's, there's deeper depths, if you will, to all of these things, and it's about not only your treasure but your time your words your talents that's another thing that we didn't really get to but god gives us all talents right and it's part of our responsibility as a christian to ask the holy spirit to reveal those gifts to us so that we know how to better serve others you're giving and be of yourself right
0: right and th- and that's the thing that most people don't get it's like and yourself is made up of more than what you have your stuff yeah right it's more than your stuff it's re- it's you which means your words, it's 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 your time, and mm-hmm. it's your talents. It's who you are, who God made you to be, and he made you for a reason, yeah. and so you need to share that with everybody.
1: Amen, and that's the thing. It, it doesn't make sense in a lot of in a lot of ways when you hear Christ say things like, um, you know, to, to die to self and all of those things, but that's really where joy comes yeah. from. It doesn't seem like it. It seems like we should be able to just, the more I am asked, the more I get, the more of this, the happier I'll be, but that's never the case. It is always, always, We feel the best when we're giving to others, whether it's our our time, our words, our our gifts, whatever it is, but when we are focused on other people, we are happier, we're more joy-filled, and we are spreading the message of Jesus Christ all over the world. So, Deacon Jeff, it's been great to have you here. For any of you that uh, want to check out The Narrow Road, you can do that at justaguyinthepew.com. You'll see The Narrow Road up there. And also join the community. You'll get it all right there together. So in the words of Venerable Fulton Sheen, never measure your generosity by what you give, but rather by what you have left. So let's take it to prayer in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, you came so that your joy might be in us and our joy might be complete. That joy comes from our gratitude for the gifts you've given us and the choice to be generous with them. Help us to truly see that it is better to give than to receive. And Lord, help us to always remember that some of the best ways we can practice generosity is through our words and with our time. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew.